Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville! It's time once again for the What's Your Weird Story podcast, your favorite weekly episodic, episodic, um, episode. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, my brain just got on uh, repeat there, got stuck in the groove. I guess there was a scratch going through. I am one of your hosts, Adam Beebe, uh, here to share with you our friends. The true stories, the weird stories, the amazing stories of our guests who come here on our show every week, the What's Your Weird Story podcast. And every week with me here on the podcast is my dearest, nearest, oldest, boldest, I don't know, really, maybe boldest sometimes, uh, my good friend, my buddy, uh, my homeboy, my Brosefino. Um, my 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 smiling sensei Barry Johnston. Hello, hello, Professor. How are you, sir? I am. I'm a little doped up. Uh, if you hadn't noticed, <laughs> that's on, great. Uh, yeah, on, yeah. On, I'm, I'm on my allergy meds. Nice. And uh, yeah. you know, we agreed right off the top not to talk about the weather, but it's you know I can't help it. Um, it's springtime, and it's inevitable, uh, man. Yeah, I'm being salted um, sinusly by the uh, continuation of the of life here on this planet. Yes, yes, um, yes. You know, but hey, it's you know, it's 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 a su- it's a suffering that I endure. Um, you know, so all for you, all for the audience, all for you, our listeners. Yep. And, and my cat and and Minnie there come rain or shine or allergy or cold. We, we make it happen. That's right. We're, we're like the mailman, except, uh, we always deliver and we haven't, uh, impregnated anybody's wives except for our own. I was going to say, um, yeah, well, that's just, that was really, that's just you. You have it. So, um, <laughs> I hope those weren't the mailman. So, uh, anyway, yeah, well, your kids aren't definitely <laughs> your kids. I mean, you just, you just spit them out. They don't, they never yeah, they, they yeah. look exactly like you. Pretty so undeniable. Yeah, that. yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, by the way, um, speaking of interesting, weird things, uh, have you seen, have you seen the Ted Lasso, um, series have you watched that you know what i have not i hear it's amazing it's great it seems like it would be right up my alley because i know it takes place in the uk and i love british comedy yeah um so but i just haven't and i hear it's amazing just an amazing show but i just have not watched it it's fun man it's a it's a it's a great family watch if you know if if you got a family uh you know you, you guys should check it out it's um it's really great. It's heartfelt. It's like uh, it's it's basically it's it's about a, an American. They hire an American football coach to go 
to go coach football in the UK on right. a on a downtrodden team and it's kind of kind of a last last ditch effort to just like write the team off and be able to like just you know bury it in the ground for good and yeah and it's just great it's just uh you know the uh the writing is so great man and it's got a great blend of american and uh and english uh humor um but it's it's fantastic so the wife and i have been watching season three and it's uh it's really good man trying to get trying to get caught up on uh some other things um you know we 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 did get a little bit of cattle mutilation news in texas uh for those of you um that uh, i don't know if you guys saw that story or not desi our old friend desi uh she sent me the story um is she coming on by the way um she coming back on yeah soon yeah great yeah yeah we are talking to desi very soon here um and because uh, she's got some new stories and some new stuff to share, and uh, also she's going to share some of her uh, high school hijinks stuff because we still want to hear all those stories and put those together as a uh, anthology or a magazine type episode uh, for you know for coming up because uh, that way we can get a lot of different storytellers and we can hear a lot of different stories all in one, and we're hoping to get that. Maybe that's going to be either our uh, 250th episode. Um, if we get some participation here soon, more participation, or it will be maybe like our, our, uh, uh, fifth anniversary kicking into uh, year six. Amazing. Um, so yeah, we'll, one of those. But we still want to hear uh, your stories out there from high school or even middle school or you know whatever. When you got, you know, you some hijinks when you were young, and you got away with it, or maybe you didn't. Um, but it's a funny or crazy amazing story. We want to hear hear yours like that. So Desi's got a couple. We've got a couple. I know. And, uh, you know, we've got some more people coming on, but we would like to have just loads, just loads. Um, so off the top of the bat here at the show, I want to drop that. Absolutely. Into the well. Absolutely. And uh, somebody else who's got some great stories and a great life is our Ooh. friend Corby, who came on. And uh, she has a really, really fascinating uh, career and uh, and she also has some really interesting insight and uh, it's great to have Corby on. We appreciate her coming on and sharing such interesting things with us. Yes, Corby Metlide is our guest. She is a professional uh, psychic. She and uh, you will hear all sorts of amazing stories in rapid fire because that is how she is in everything. Just. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, hard for us to keep up at times. Definitely me. Uh, my mouth was not uh, following uh, fast enough to, with my brain. She calls me out on it. It happens. I, I know it. It's, it's fine. But, uh, hey, Corby, we had such a great talk with you. But we, Thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? What's my weird story? My weird story is that I make my living talking to dead people. Wow. Well, all right. Yeah. Cool. Yep. <laughs> Did not start out thinking I was going to do this. I mean, you know, theater major at Brown University, acted in New York, have done a lot of things. But 
when I was nine years old, I read a book called The Witch Family by Eleanor Estes. And instead of thinking, ooh, that's scary or ha, 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 I thought the major point is I knew there was magic in the world. I wanted to go find it. <clears throat> now, fast forward to 1973 when I was a senior in high school. And yes, my darlings, that tells you how old I am. Um, that was when Live and Let Die came out with Jane Seymour as Solitaire the Reader. And Spencer Gibbs had the James Bond 007 tarot deck. And I bought it because mm-hmm. we were all hippies then. You know, we had our right. elephant bell bottoms, our David Crosby fringe jacket, and the decks. <laughs> nice, nice. Now, five years later, everybody else had moved on to roller skates and disco balls. I just loved reading the cards. So for 20 years, read for friends, making sure that I could keep my ego on the shelf and be clear. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, in the early 1990s, I could do hands-on healing and talk to dead people with no training. That's when the universe handed me my draft notice and said, hello, you look for us. Part-time wow. from then until 9-11. 9-11, I looked at my husband and I said, I'm going to need to do this work full-time. People need to know there are other answers out there. He said, I believe in you. Go do it. So since then, six days a week, 14 hours a day, I read a 1,000 people a year, and I get to get up in the morning. I don't have to get up in the morning. That's the difference. That is a huge, huge difference for sure. And that is a pretty amazing origin story there. It's, you know, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) What from James Bond tarot cards, Nog Champa burning on the, uh, on the incense oh, burner, yeah. oh yeah, uh, of course. Bell bottoms to you know just growing into that, and then you get so you got in the early nineties you got turned on. You got like what? How? What was that? Well, um, I nineteen ninety one went to a great flying museum up here in New York. It's called the Old Rhinebeck Aerodrome, and I knew nothing about World War One at that point. Zip. Only thing I knew about Germans is they were in World War II and they were awful people. And I went up with the boyfriend at the time and I said, Yeah, yeah, old airplanes, but can we please go to Woodstock as soon as we're done? Right. (laughs) So we get there and the British planes go up and the French planes go up and the American planes go up. I could care less. All of a sudden, there's this Albatross D5, followed by a Fokker triplane, which is the Red Baron's plane. Mm -hmm. And it was like there was this soundless explosion in my head and my heart. And the two things in my head were, there's a story behind that, and I flew that one. All of a sudden, within 24 hours, I had to know about the war. I had to speak German somehow, even though the sound of it had scared me before. Mm. I looked at pictures of pilots from the time, and this one I didn't know, and this one was my buddy, and this one I hated. And I didn't really know anything was going on until my boyfriend at that time said in about a week, have you noticed anything strange? So I started doing the research, and... Um, I did a past life regression with somebody just basically to meet my spirit guides. And who comes into the picture but one of those pilots? Oh, wow. And I said, what are you doing here? And he kind of just shrugs. And we go deeper, and he says, you're going to see who you look like. And I see this tall gentleman, very, you know, planes and angled, jut-jawed, wavy brown hair, smoking a cigarette, looking very sad. Well, okay, fine. Um... And I couldn't figure out who I was until I was working with another woman who knew things about World War I she could not know. Mm. And in her uh, regression, we said, someone is putting their hand in yours. Who is it? And I grabbed her hand. She said, 
lightning thermo. So we found out who I was, which pilot I was. People look at the picture of him and me now and say, oh, is that your grandfather? You look so much like him. Wow. Wow. So that began my looking into past lives, which is why I am now one of the four major channels that Robert Schwartz uses in his international series on Life Between Lives. Um, began figuring out stuff about myself and also began, I became able to help people find their own past lives. Now, there's a difference between past life regression, which is where you get hypnotized and you go mm -hmm. wandering in the Akashic Records, and retrieval, which is where you give me a situation, I'm the one who goes up to the Akashic, pulls down a book and says, read chapter two. Okay. Now, why can I do that? When spirit hands you your draft notice, it goes rifling through your internal file cabinet to see what you got. So me, I was a theater major, acted in New York, so I understand character arts. Mm -hmm. Words are my drug of choice. I'm a writer. I've got three books, so I could tell the stories. And I have been interested in history since I was a wee thing in single digits. So I know the things that you need to pull down real detailed past lives. Mm. Wow. So that's how that started. That's amazing. So, yeah. So how you help people find their way through their retrieving the, the past life stuff. How? Yeah. Now. Yeah. You, you don't always need a past life. Okay. Do not come to me and say, I must have been Anne Boleyn because I can't wear a turtleneck. You're out the door. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because let's say that you are a janitor in Des Moines and you find out you're Napoleon Bonaparte. Are you going to be happy with a mop? No. Right. You only go looking for past lives if you've got an obsession, a phobia, a challenge, a problem. Mm. Then the past life may have a key for you. Interesting. What are, can you, can you talk about some of the more, I mean, your story obviously is fascinating. The whole world war, that time period in, in the, the world was such a, you know, it's a, it was a tumultuous place and, um, a lot of, a lot of confusion. Um, what are some of these, maybe some, some people that you've worked with where you, what are some more interesting wild stories that you've been able to, to look into? Okay. Give you two examples that I usually use where, when is it past life retrieval? Mm. Right. Yeah. Woman comes to me, this was at a show in Pennsylvania and she said, look, my son is 29. He still won't make any decisions without me. He won't live more than a mile away. What is going on? This is not normal. And so I put trance, went upstairs, as I call it, came down and said, okay, uh, this is 1944, Utah Beach. So this is D-Day. I'm seeing your son. He's a soldier on the beach. He's got shrapnel wounds in his leg. He's bleeding out. You're his commanding officer. You reach over the dune. You drag him into safety. You take some shrapnel too, but you both live. And I opened my eyes and she's very pale. She says, can you see my rank? I said, yeah, you were a sergeant. She goes, he's called me Sarge since he was three years old. We've never known why. Whoa. Whoa. That's one. Wow. Two. Little corn-fed girl from out your way, Midwest, always fascinated by the Civil War, Underground Railroad, never had um, anybody in the family that had anything to do with it. 
you know, I just, no connection, but fascinated by the Civil War. So she asked me, could I figure out why? I said, okay. What I'm seeing is a small whitewashed room with a very low ceiling. You've got two tall gentlemen, one in military uniform, one not, but they're kind of bent over because they're too tall for the rooms. You're by the bed. This must be about 1862 from the look of your dress. It's gray. You've got uh, soutache around the peplum, the sleeves, and the hem. You're kneeling by the bed. There's this little wizened old black woman in it. It's a rickety iron bed. She's dying. You're all very, very sad because you got her out of a plantation in Mississippi, and she's almost to the end of the Underground Railroad for her, but she's going to die before she gets there. And I open my eyes, and this woman is sobbing. She says, I have had that exact dream for 20 years, and I never knew what it was. Wow. Wow. Dang. You can't make this stuff up. You yeah. just can't. That's, wow. that's wild. It, it is a is the... Like, I, I, I sometimes I think, you know, I have obsessions about things or, you know, and, and sometimes mm-hmm. I, I'll see like a show where I can't remember the name of it, but it, they'll go back and they'll they'll retrace people's lineages and you'll mm-hmm. find their that they like, oh, this person always had an obsession with, say, a country or something. And it's like, mm-hmm. turns out that they their family was from there. They did not know that. It is. Mm-hmm. Could you say that that might be part of the past life thing too? Is that that you? you sometimes you're drawn toward these things where you just don't have any idea where they come from. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but if it's not a problem, then just it's just fascinating, right? And for instance, you know, um, I don't do mediumship galleries. That's where you know people, everybody in the audience and. The medium says, I'm getting over here, a guy in a kit, pair of khaki yeah, pants yeah. and a hole in the sneaker. And Uncle David. No, I don't do that. Because for me, um, mediumship is very, very private because I do not censor what I get. Zip, nada. And there are some things that should not be repeated in public. They're private. Yeah. But I will do past life galleries because I'm that fast. So wow. there's something called first night, which a lot of cities do. Uh, family-friendly New Year's Eve stuff all over whatever city. And at first night, Saratoga Springs, for a couple of years, I did past life galleries. And that means 75 to 100 people came into a room. In 45 minutes, I would pick out some to read, and then they'd go out and I'd do another. So it's an exhausting night, but it was great fun. Yeah. And one of the ones I remember was a woman wanted to know, why she has this thing about World War II and USO. uh, Is it USO? Yeah, USO, all of that. And so I was able to say, okay, I see your family. Um, You're Italian-American, Philly, I think. And you had several boys in the family, all of whom went off, you know, the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, whatever, uh, because I don't think they allowed you to serve in the same unit if you were family. Yeah. And during the war, the two boys who got killed were in the Air Force. And your mother said, we want we're black because they were, you know, they fought for America. It was an honorable death. And so the women in that family wore sky blue. Mm. That was the color for the family to memorialize. Now, mind you, when is first night? December 31st. Everybody's wearing big puffy coats. 
I finish telling the story to the woman. She gets up. She unzips her coat. She's in a sky blue sweater. And she says, this has always been my favorite color. Wow. 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 You know? This is... We really haven't had anybody (laughs) who's... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm used to it. Uh, It's been there all my life. Um, We haven't really had too many people that I can think of uh, on the show who've had dealings or any kind of experience with past lives, uh, let alone, you know, being a pathfinder for it, I guess. So this is all kind of... This is a lot of new ground for us, and that's why... We're very, uh, but what you can tell, I know Barry, obviously, we're both very just like, wow, 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 <laughs> trying to like process it because like it's a That's whole okay. new country. Yeah, definitely. That's okay. Yeah, no, it's good. What, what are Don't the, ask. yeah, what are the, um, what's the youngest that you've worked with, youngest uh, person? Like, uh, is there, a, do you find that the there are there younger people that have done this type of work, or is it is, usually find a is there an age range that you're usually helping out well, and dealing with, or the way I I do my readings is I will not read anybody under eighteen, okay, because for the most part they take things literally, not figuratively. They don't have the worldly experience to process this. You know, now if a kid is all of a sudden they're intuitive, it's what we call an indigo child. Yeah, with the, with a the parent there, I will read for them, but it's really more like a counseling coaching session. Well, this is why you're getting what you're getting. But you know, um, I'm a certified tarot master. I've been reading for 50 years. I don't want some 13 year old coming to me and saying, "Am I going to pass my math test?" That is right, not what right. it is for. Right. Um, and you know, I joke. I teach people how to do what I do. I keep telling them, I'm not special. You can do what I do. I'm 68, you know, 20, 30 years, I'll be gone. We will still need readers learn. And one of the things that I remind them is you will have children that you run into at shows. And so let's say I'm doing a psychic fair and I'm reading someone who has a two-year-old and she couldn't pawn the two-year-old off on anybody and the two-year-old's going, mommy, 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 card, card, card. And she looks at me and she says, can nothing pull a card from your deck, please? And if all you have is a tarot deck, what are you going to do if it goes, oh, look, Muffin, death. <laughs> do that. So yeah. I have a children's deck that's called Cat Wisdom. Oh. And Muffin can pull a little, little card that says, don't panic, or you're very curious, or stretch yourself. And Muffin gets a card and doesn't have nightmares. That's so great. That's part of being a professional. Oh, that's you can great. Think yeah. about things like that. No, that's great. Um, but no, there are too many kids. A, I ain't cheap, so don't waste your money, kid. You know, go go buy something for yourself. Right. Um, and the other is, they just want it for the giggles. And I have a saying: fluff begets fluff. If they really don't care, they just want it. Ooh, I went to a psychic. Uh, they are cheaper people, honey. Go and have somebody tell you that, yes, you have a psychic block and you have to burn a candle and say, go away, go away. You know, right. It's just, I'm sorry. There's a difference between what I call the madam who has and the swami swellandas and people who are legit professionals. Yeah. Yeah. How do you yeah. do do your readings? Do you do them this way over the internet or how, 
Uh, yeah, I look. My nickname for 18 years was the Travel Channel because I was on the road 45 weekends a year. But the universe kept saying, uh, you should be home, you should be home, you should be home, you have other things to do. And I kept going, no, no, no. I loved being a Hilton Diamond and doing all the traveling, you know. Yeah. Um, so all of a sudden, in the summer of 2019, herniated disc and pinched nerve, which makes having triplets feel like a tea party. Mm. Well, in about four months, I was you know, mostly back to me. But the doctor said, we're really sorry, but your career is toast. Um, you're not going to be able to load in and load out and lift the stuff anymore. And you can't spend 10 hours one way in the car. So I rushed to put all of my business online so I could just read remotely. And what happened in March of 2020, but the advent of the years of murder, hornet, bingo, and hold my beer. Right. <laughs> so the universe was, see, we told you. Yeah. And my business has never been better, whereas people who only read on circuit, as we mm -hmm. say, they tanked. Yeah. Yeah. They tanked. And when people say, how can you read me you know, like this? I say, if I could only read you live, how do you know I'm not reading your body language? And they go, oh, yeah. Right. That's interesting. I always wondered that if it's if it's a different uh, if it's if it if the interaction is different that way or or are you I suppose if you're if you're tuned in, you can you can make anything work. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, that makes sense. You can. <clears throat> you can. Um, and so if you use something like this. You know, they can see the cards. Um, when I'm channeling for them, they're not going to see anything anyway. Mm. I, I just kind of sit there, out. There, there's no thought bubbles or mist or anything. So it's, it's not cool. a big deal. So you, so, read, so you read cards and then and you also channel and, yep. and you do past life stuff. What, yep. what, what, um, the, the way I explain, this is all the cards, by the way. It's the whole crew. Um the way I explain it is, why do people come to psychics? They want four things. The everyday tour bus, house, car, job, kids, finances. Okay, God, you put me here. What the hell? Right. Who was I in 1642, Belgium? I want to speak to my spirit guide, Binky. And how's dead Aunt Mabel? It's what they come to us for. Right, right. right. Those are the things I do. Um, and when someone sits down with me, the first thing I will say to them is, what is the most important thing you want to walk out of here knowing? Because... I mean, I'm fast, but if you're with me for half an hour at an expo, no matter how fast I go in your life, if I go A to M and what you really wanted was down here at volume T, you're going to go, ah, she didn't tell me anything. She was no good. But if you say to me, I really want to take a look at what's going on in my career, I'll go, great. Three ways we can look at it. Change jobs, open your own place or stick with it because each of those is a different multiple card spread. So if you said, all right, I want to open up my own broadcasting studio with my buddy here, be a card for you, card for your buddy, a card for the energy around the business, a card for the brick and mortar lo to location to look for, how to market it, clients, competition, staff, finances, what you need to know and best possible outcome. Notice that gives you lots of energy to go rock and roll with. It's yeah. not flip a couple of cards and say, wait until October and fire the second redhead. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Right. And I teach my clients, don't ask yes or no questions. Because if it's no, where do you go? Say, right. how do I? Not, is my broadcasting studio going to be successful, but how do we make it 
take off. Sure. Because you want to be empowered by you and your, your intuitive. We are not the repairman. We hand you the toolbox. Right. Sure. That's cool. That's that's cool. That is, and that, I guess, being more precise in what you're looking for gives you as you know the it provides more of a direction for what exactly somebody ne- you need to do where you need to go what you need to your tools which box right. you know which tool in the box to go to i mean that that, That's right. I, that just makes sense yeah <laughs> it does but you know i do warn people even the best of us are only 85% accurate the only one 100% accurate is God, and he's not doing private readings this week. Right. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I, I have done stand-up comedy about you think a psychic's life is easy. So oh, yeah, that's great. I, I oh, that's, that's awesome. Great. That's awesome. You have an so, interesting life. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. One, one of the things that people are surprised about is I take my work seriously, but me not so much. Right. Um, there's no, oh, she's a mystical psychic. It's like, sit. Yeah, here are the cards. Let me pull. Um, which means when people sit with me, it feels like it's a friend. I'm not going to spout a whole bunch of mystical pretense and bull at them. Their shield, and when I make them laugh, their shields drop. Right. And the information gets in. Yeah. And that's important. If you're not comfortable with your psychic, if you can't trust them, going to use any information you've wasted your money and their time yeah sure and laughter especially is a great way to uh to connect with somebody to build mm-hmm. that bridge in in i just knocked over my mic in everything uh, uh talking with my hands i just knocked over my mic but it, okay. it, laughter in everything every situation uh i mean that, that's just it's one of those universal things that it's a, the universal icebreaker. So yes, absolutely. That's that's a good thing, and it, it brings everybody. It makes everybody relaxed and calm. Um, mm-hmm. So then that would it opens up any kind of exchange for information and makes them more yes. relaxed. So that's really cool. That's a good. Uh, these are great, fascinating things. Great approach, obviously. But you've been doing this for. You're a pro. I mean, Since Moses was in diapers, yes. <laughs> Get this. We call it what's your weird story, right? But we don't limit it to weird stories. It's true. Sometimes we have crazy travel and epic adventure stories. Sometimes we do book reports and other special episodes. Sometimes we'll cover some weird news. Sometimes I'll see one of my oldest, dearest friends just dancing around and punching the air for five minutes before we sit down and record an episode. But hey, it's all good because it's fun to talk to people, to make new friends, to get in touch and reacquainted with old friends and hear amazing stories. When did you first start um, experiencing, you know, communicating with spirits with beyond? Um, How did that manifest? Well, when it first started happening in 1991, I went over to the Western Front in 1992 on my own. Mm. And I went to Verdun 
Verdun is a place that had hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of deaths. Mm. And there are so many ghosts there. And I did not know how to ground, center, and shield and keep myself safe. I did not sleep because it never really got dark in the room. And I would hear whispers and I would see this. It's like they found a party line. Oh, let's all call. Oh, wow. Um, You've got to learn how to ground. It's one of the reasons I tell people, no Ouija boards. Yeah. Hey, thank you yeah, very because, much. Now we've yeah. been, we've yeah, we've had this discussion many times. Mm-hmm. Adam and I are both anti Ouija board. Yeah. The way I explain it is playing with a Ouija board when you don't know how to ground, center, and shield, and keep yourself safe. It's like opening the door in a strange neighborhood and yelling free beer. You don't know who's out there, but they heard you in the coming. Yeah. And yes, um, Jane Roberts got set. And Esther Hicks got Abraham starting with a Ouija board. But I have had to deal with two hysterical, gibbering teenagers who the first time they put their hands on the planchet and said, who's there? All of a sudden spelled backwards very fast was, I have an ax and I'm here to kill you. Trust me, it's not their Uncle Danny. Oh. And for everybody who always says, oh, but it's in the toy department. Now, you know, can't be that bad. Yeah. Uh, and that always comes up when I lecture at a psychic fair. I say, okay, who here has a kid or a grandchild under 10? Hands go up. I say, you. How old? Eight. What's kid's name? Joshy. All right. Joshy comes and says, Grandma, Grandma, I got all A's on my report card, and you said I could go pick out a toy. Let's go. And he drags you into the toy department and points to a box that says, my first chainsaw. It's in the toy department. Are you going to let him play with it by himself? I don't think so. (laughs) Get a clue. Right, right. We grew up, uh, Barry and I grew up in the 80s, and so uh, with, you know, beyond just the satanic panic and growing up in the Bible Belt, uh, there was plenty of uh, really great, uh, and by great I mean bad, uh, horror movies about uh, Ouija boards and how, you know, so many things were started with Ouija boards and so many urban legends and so many things, and uh, we just... uh, we just we're, it, it. I think that's the one thing that stayed ingrained in us as adults. Is like you know we're not we're not messing with those things at all. <laughs> no, and Downton Abbey didn't do us a good service when all of a sudden, when um, Lavinia Matthew's fiance died and sent a note from across the void, go be happy with Mary. You know, and everyone goes, oh, it's just on town, Abby. I want that. No, you don't. Please, God, you don't. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's great. So do you do, um, do you do like group? Re- like, I know you do, you do the, 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 the thing you were talking about the first of the, of the year. Um, but the, yeah, the first night thing. Yeah. Do you do, yeah. do you, on a normal like basis, do you do like, will you do a couple of people at the same time or do you just try to focus? I on will one? do like mother daughter. I okay. will do a couple, but you see that's in, in my book, um, You've got the magic who needs a genie, which is, you know, how to do what I do here. Go, youngsters. That's a great uh, I have a chapter called, uh, I think, Pay Fair to Play Fair. Because people will try to handle psychics. And one of the things they will try is, well, can my girlfriend and I come in for a reading, but we'll only just pay for one? No. Yeah, yeah. Would you go to your plumber and say, well, could you fix my shower and install my dishwasher, but I only pay you for one service call? No. Yep. Um, because people will treat us 
like a burger, a car wash, or a latte, not like a person. And the two worst things that I remember, one guy stood in front of me and said, okay, tell me something you couldn't know about me. And if you're right, I'll have a reading. I smiled at him and I said, I'm sorry, I don't roll over and fetch either. And I turned my back and he did not get a reading. Second, I'm an A-lister, which means open to close. I am slammed. But I will set aside 15 minutes every two hours to kind of shampoo my brain out and breathe. So at one of those 15-minute things, I was trying to wolf down a sandwich. A guy leans over over my table, pokes my sandwich with his finger and says, you don't need to eat right now. My wife wants a reading. Now, my front person slid in front of me and got rid of him. But that's how we're treated unless we expect courtesy. Yeah. Unless we treat ourselves like we are professionals. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I was... I was just curious because I didn't know if you're trying to read more than one person, maybe get confusing or like if, if you're unable to keep the channels free, I don't know. It depends. Well, look, there are some people that, you know, they, they can barely keep their balance and there's some prima ballerinas. Mm. Well, I, uh, there used to be shows that I love to do in Canada, but they were 11 hour days. All right. 10 to nine. And like I say, I was an A-lister, so I would read 30, 35 people in a day sometimes. Dang. Um, 15-minute readings is, yeah, that's is a what lot. most people wanted. It is, because you would sit down with me, and I would be absolutely focused on you. And the minute you got up, I would do a mental cord dump, come to the next person and focus. But that is one of the reasons why you cannot have an ego when you're a professional reader that gets in your way. You can't be thinking about, should I say this? Or I wouldn't say that, or mm-hmm. I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Two examples. There was a couple up in Kitchener, Ontario, and there was a particular card that came out of the deck. The card is the three of pentacles. And on the standard, like Rider Wake decks, it shows a guy in a church with a stained glass window with three coins in it. And he's working on it. And it's supposedly the card of mastery and long-term blah, blah, blah. Well, I looked at the card, and what came out of my mouth was, I think there's a deconsecrated or abandoned church about two miles from here, and you're supposed to open up a cafe bakery, and I'm thinking, nuts. And they look at each other, and looked at me, and they go, yeah, we know which one. We've been arguing for two years. Oh, wow. Um, the other example... And this is why I do not do mediumship live. Now, you want the PG version or the R version? Uh, we want the uh, version that you feel most comfortable telling. So I'm comfortable I'm gonna with say, one. What is your, I'm gonna what say, is your audience going to be comfortable oh, with? Oh, our audience is going to want the R version. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, this was in upstate New York many years ago. There was a biracial, same-gender couple. The black partner had died, and her white widow wanted to speak to her. Now, y'all out there can't see, but they see this face. This is a nice kid from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. I have manners. But when I connect what comes out of my mouth in flawless urban ebonics was, well, shit, if it ain't my white bitch. And I'm going, (laughs) the woman in front of me was laughing and nodding because that sentence is how her partner, Isabel, walked in the house after every business trip. Oh, wow. Now, if I had been too concerned with what everybody else would think, or that can't come out of my mouth, or that can't be right, 
she would have missed that. But because I left my ego on the shelf, the message came out exactly as it needed to. But no, I cannot do that in a public place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So for me, mediumship is always private. Well, now, and it seems yeah. to me that make, doing it in a obviously doing it in a public place is much more of a spectacle. It's much more of a show, and you see at least in some of the uh, the the more quote the more well known quote psychics, uh, you know. All of that stuff gets me started. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, where it is often, I mean, there's, you know, there's a, often it's a con, and there's a con to it, you know, that, that you don't hear about, you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, when you fill out a card before you go in, and then you don't notice, like, an earpiece in the reader's ear, and, you know, I mean. More than that, I worry about what I call drive-by psychic shootings, and, you know, people watch the Long Island Medium, and she's, you know, she's in Wegmans. Somebody is feeling up the cantaloupes, and she comes over and says, excuse me, your Aunt Doris, she says you have a bull tire in the back, and you're going to die in a car accident in a week if you don't get it fixed. Just telling you when she walks away. Yeah. That is such bullshit. Number one, her PR team went out and looked at all of the Wegmans on Long Island and picked one. Number two, they interview all these people and have them sign legal model releases and then they reverse it. Right. Yeah. And the problem is people are afraid we do that. And we don't. There are some rookies who try that because their ego trumps the comfort of the person Mm -hmm. they're going to. And I tell my clients, you just say, I don't want the message. I refuse it. And if they keep following you, report them to whoever and say, I'm being harassed. But the thing is, this happens amongst psychics, too. You know, if I'm reading for 11 hours, at the end of the day, I have a neck ache and a headache, and I'm mm-hmm. doing this. And some rookie Reiki person, little dancing raccoon, walks over and says, hi, I can do Reiki, and the hands are up like this. And I say, no, thank you. No, really, it'll be, it'll be fine. And I say, I appreciate it. That. Let me try. Stop it. Yeah, You're yeah. not very love and light, are you? Well, you didn't listen. <laughs> Honey, I've been long enough. I am an elder. And I'm not going to do love and light and unicorn farts just because it makes you comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> because that's why people are afraid of us. Right. Yeah. Psychics need to understand boundaries are important. Mm-hmm. Because if the person you're going to is afraid of you, we all look bad. Right. All boats rise mm-hmm. or fall. Right. Sure. Now, let's talk about the books that you've written. Um, sure. You've written three books, right? I have. So, so let's talk about that. And um, do you, are, I mean, I, are these fairly recent? They run from 2017 to 2020. The last one, which is the one about how to be an A-lister uh, at Psychic Fairs, came out three weeks before COVID. So they just get into it now. <laughs> yes. Um The book that I think is most important for the audience that we're talking tonight uh, is my book, The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, How to Find the Real Wizards and Avoid the Flying Monkeys. Nice. I love love your titles. I love your titles. I told you, words are my drug of choice, man. There you go. Um, A lot of people have written psychic development books. There's 6,000 out there. You don't need another one. Or they write about how wonderful they are and their whole story. Mm. But this book is specifically written for people who are interested in getting a reading but don't want to be a reader themselves 
You know, it's like you go to an art museum and you love sculpture and you go and you look and you admire and you read about it. But it doesn't mean you want to come home with a chisel and a piece of granite and dig out the camel. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the book. And it says, good psychic guidance is art. Don't settle for a forgery. So in it, I talk about how to choose a psychic, where to stay away, what kind of questions are reasonable, what not to ask, the kinds of things that we can do. Uh, And there is a chapter that every single psychic who's ever read this laughs over and says, God, I wish I had this book before I started. (laughs) And um, it is called When Getting a Reading Won't Help. Because we all get that, you know, 95% of stuff at a psychic fair is, does Bruce love me? So we get this. Right, right. Does Bruce think about me? No. Has he ever thought about me? Not the way you want. If I do such and such, will he think about me? No. Okay. Is he going to call soon? He isn't. Well, if he's not going to call soon, he's going to call later. And they beat on us, hoping that we'll break and finally go, yes, yes, he loves you and he wants seven babies with you, but he just doesn't know yet. Okay. (laughs) Don't do that. That's great. And, you know, they're the ones who, on the other side, um, can you tell me where my ex-husband is sleeping with his mistress? I'm sorry, I don't do remote spying. (sighs) Well, can you tell me how many people he slept with? I don't do remote spying. God, you're no use at all. All right, is he sick? Is he going to die soon and leave me his money? We return their money and say, (laughs) That's a, you know, that's a side. Don't do remote spying. That's a side of it that I just, I never really thought about, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose you get people coming in there that want you to solve their, you know, their dirty work. Yeah. That would be very. Some psychics will do it. Not this one. Yeah, I, was, I mean, that would be If I wouldn't rough. want it done to me, I won't do it for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, that's an ethical line, I suppose, you know. It's also karma is circular. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. What have are, you ever... Yeah. Um, have you... That's very kind of... Put that's that, yes. <laughs> yep, that, yep, that's me. Um, have you ever done... Like uh, worked with like a police to solve any kind of like that's forensic. That's forensic um, psychic work, Mm -hmm. and it is a specialty. The way uh, brain surgery is a specialty, Mm -hmm. right? You know, um, all surgeons are doctors, but not all doctors are surgeons. Is how I would put it. Right. My specialties for mediumship are the emotional basis. Okay. When someone gets their dead person with me, they get to talk to them because I don't go fishing. I ask right. for their dog tags. For instance, my father, Jerome Richard Dorkin, who died in 2001 at the age of 80. Notice that tells me nothing, but it gets me right into the energy. And for some reason, my guides like to play charades. So they've given me a gesture of this is a smoker. This is someone who had surgery. They had an accident. And I pick it up from there. And then when we're sure that we have dead Aunt Mabel, I will tell you exactly what they said, just like I did with Isabel and her partner. Um, But I'm very precise. For instance, two of my favorites, there was a woman who wanted to speak to her father-in-law who had just passed. And I feel myself miming a pool cue. He taught her how to play pool. Back up in Canada, there was a woman who wanted to speak to her grandfather. All of a sudden, I feel myself saluting. Now, in America, we salute with our palm down. Brits and Canadians salute with the palm out, which I did. 
because he was acknowledging that two weeks before she had graduated from the Royal Canadian Men of Police Academy. That's not it's a rose he loves you. Yeah. That's yeah. the kind of precision that I want and I will accept. Wow. That be that's it makes sense that there are different you know, I mean, divisions, there are different abilities. Mm -hmm. Each each ability would have a different kind of a focus and you know, uh not everybody's going to be able, just like like a musician. Not everybody that drums can, you know, play a guitar or, you know, the piano. Whereas mm -hmm. with you, you not necessarily being the forensic uh, psychic. Uh, That's but, right. That's but, right. The universe saw actress who understands uh, character arcs, writer who can tell the stories, mm -hmm. someone who's loved history since she was a small child do, does past lives. Yeah. Don't ask me to be spirit a art. storyteller. Yeah. You know, I can't draw a stick figure with a sharp pencil and a lot of prayer, so right. ain't getting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Do you have, are you uh, on social media at all? Do you have a you way? You can't avoid me, are you kidding? Okay, that's good. I mean, are you, do you have a way where you would like for people to get in touch with you if they wish or? Oh, they, there are a ton of ways. In fact, I have to go get my little list to make sure. Um, the website is corbymitlive.com. Uh, hold on a second. You've uh, muted again for some reason. Near it. There we so go. I don't know. We, we've got poltergeists. Or yeah, yeah. So <laughs> website is CorbyMitline.com. Facebook is look for Corby Mitline Psychic at Fire Through Spirit. Instagram, Medium, Patreon, Pinterest, Twitter, and YouTube. Just look for Corby Mitline. It's all there. Nice. Nice. Well, we appreciate you coming on and talking. This is, again, like Adam was saying, this is kind of a new lane for us. And I've learned a lot, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, we'd love to have you come back and, you know, share some more with us. And um, anytime, oh, sure. you know, anytime you'd like to do that, we'd love to have you. Sounds good to me. Yeah, this awesome. has been a blast. Oh, it was fun. Yeah. 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 This Thank has been you. a blast. Yeah. We really enjoyed it. And, uh, uh, and there, that's one for the road. <laughs> hey you know what we need what's that we need a new ad for our merch store our merch store i've had a few people reach out to me and ask me just how do we get what's your weird story merch huh how do we get that what's your weird story merch what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot my dot com that's what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot my dot com that's correct get in touch with us go buy some merch we got some cool stuff yeah dude and you know what? If any of our listeners out there has some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a T-shirt, get a hold of us. Maybe it'll happen. She was full of energy and, uh, man, she, she could bring it. She had a, a really interesting way of explaining how her life is... It works with what she does, her abilities, and it's always interesting to have somebody that comes on who has 
just a weird uh, daily existence. Yeah, Corby, thanks again. That was a lot of fun, and we had a blast talking to Corby. And we, you know, fast friendship uh, there. You know, when you can tease somebody quickly, and you know that they're going to be okay with it. Absolutely. Uh, this, like me. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I appreciated that, and it's all good. And uh, we really just, just blown away by her stories and some of the content or some of the, you know, what she had, what she told us there yeah. about her operation, you know, I mean, about what she does and her life. And it's just, wow. Yeah. yeah. Reading people must be a trip, man. I, and I can only imagine, I mean, her stories about her, you know, you know, putting in long hours and reading a bunch of people in one day must be quite a task oh, yeah. and uh, I mean uh, just doing what we do talking to people like we'll 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 put two interviews in a day if we if we have to and and that's hard because yeah. I, it's not hard but it's it, you've come away from it after you know three or four hours just like oh man like we exuded a lot of energy yeah yeah th- through what we're trying to accomplish here talking and you're trying to meet people on a, on a on an energetic level where you can understand them, and I could just imagine what that must be like trying to listen to the things yeah. that are happening around that person, you know? Yeah, and we're not even doing the heavy lifting on that, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we're just here to uh, I, well, I I mean, you're here to make us sound good. I'm here to make us look pretty. Yep. Um, yep. And, you know, but Corby's just, you know, I, I can't even imagine doing a, a, a 11 hour day at That's a, a long. convention where people just come up to you. Where you, I mean, you have people locked in, but then you have yeah. a little bit of free time, too. Right. And then people are always going to be wanting to come in and, you know, and get something from you. Yeah. Um, and it's just super impressive. Um, just, you know, it. Fortunately, uh, Corbin's got the energy level, it seems, to uh, be able to, you know, maintain that kind of a thing for the most part. So, oh, absolutely. Corby, we wanted to have you back on again. Um, lots of fun. Um, great episode. We really enjoyed it. Absolutely. And we want to have you on. You should come on the show. You should share with us whatever you think in your life may be a little bit interesting funny, weird, uh, you know, strange anecdotes that happen to you. We'd love to hear your story. And, you know, this episode today is another example of you know, us making a friend and, you know, having a moment with people where we get to spend some time in their world and we want to spend time in your world. So get a hold of us, contact us, and uh, we'd love to have you on. Absolutely. You know how to do it. You can uh, follow us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and email us through those various devices um, or applications, I should say, perhaps. Uh, You can also just straight up email us at W-Y-W-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. Or, you know, if you're very adept at um, connecting with people psychically, you can do that. You can try and get us that way. Um, I am not going to be a good receiver for that kind of information currently. 
in my uh, med head state. Uh, <laughs> Barry might be able to pick up what you're laying down. Send a smoke um, signal. That might yeah, be better. Yeah. Um, you know, we want to hear from you. All of your good stories. Like I said before, we want to hear your, your high school stories of shenanigans. Uh, we want to hear any kind of like... Um, any good brother, sister, sibling rivalry or sibling uh, revenge type stories. Those are fun. I've got a great one on deck for that and uh, want to bring my my sister back on um, uh, in the future and uh, so she can share her reaction to me um, spilling the beans. Again, she's heard it before, but it was a great story. Um, we, we love your Bigfoot stories. We love your ghost stories. We love your UFO stories. So you've got, if you've got you like cattle, we want to hear about that. Um, if you've got um, dealings with uh, fairy people, fairy folks, we want to hear about that. If you got some crazy travel stories, you got some adventurous stories, just some wild stories, just, um, just some shit's gone down and you survived, um, we love it all. Absolutely. So, bring it bring it so thanks again for listening as always weirdsville we love you and uh we hope that you have a good time all the time um and uh join us again next week when we uh next week we have amber with some travel stories those are fun these are fun we had a great conversation with amber absolutely uh, from over in ireland I'm not going to do an accent. I was going to try it, but I decided at the last minute to to save us all the the pure misery. (laughs) Oh, no. Larry Gunn done it. (laughs) Ah. All right. Good crack. All right. Sorry about that. Um, I I should know better, but I don't. We love you, Weirdsville. See you next time. Be safe. Be weird. As always... If you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.